I think just the close competition, the timings are so close together. I mean, a couple of hundreds of a thousandths that make the difference from 15th or 20th to 1st, 2nd, or 3rd, that the competitions are so close together. And to race that fast, you know, with a pair of leathers on, a helmet, and a steel shoe, you know, you've got to trust each other's uh, judgment and stuff and the capability of riding them things. Episode 65, Tank Slapping Pod. Got a good show today. The pride of Washington State, Mickey Fay, is coming on to chat with me. Stoked to talk to Mickey. I don't know him well from what I've seen in photo, video from his time. Dude was a sender, and he's uh, got a lot of swag to him. Uh, just texting him back and forth, he seems like a really funny guy, and I'm excited to get him on. Um, obviously I'm still learning about that error that, you know, 70, late seventies, eighties, eighties era. I've been, uh, just loving all the stories from that time and what an underrated time in flat track. I, I say that a lot. Um, but yeah, he's, he's a three-time GNC winner. He's got, oh man, I think 11 or 12 podiums. We'll have to ask him. He wanted the Houston Astrodome, which, I've said on this pod before, if there's a racetrack that from that, that time, that's no longer running that I'd love to do, it'd be the Astrodome. Just the atmosphere of that building was insane. And I'd love to go race that event. And Mickey Faye won it. He's a former winner of the Astrodome, 600 CC national champion, just a legend factory Honda rider. And I'm stoked to get him on the show. So we'll get him on here very soon for you guys. It should be an awesome interview excited to uh to chat with mickey i want to make sure we shout out our sponsors that make this show happen and if you guys can like take some time and shoot them a message on social media go on their website see what they have to offer and support the people that support the sport bell power sports check out bellhomas.com to view their full line of products i wear the race star flex dlx the quality and safety is unmatched if you start tank slapping you want to be protected by bell Yamaha Motorsports and Yamaha Racing. Check out their website at yamahamotorsports.com. Motorcycle, ATV, side-by-side, snowmobile, and power products. Yamaha revs your heart. Moto America, the next event is Brainerd, Minnesota, July 30th to August 1st. Make sure you get tickets to go check that out. And if you can't be there in live person, make sure you subscribe to the Moto America Live Plus package. Junior Cup. Honus Superbikes, Supersport, Stock 1000, Twins Cup. I almost said King of Baggers, but that, series, that part of the series is wrapped up, unfortunately. I'm a big bagger fan. Um, Frankie Garcia doing, doing shirtless burnouts on his Indian Challenger was the highlight of my weekend. So, yeah, um, just love everything Moto America is doing. If you haven't already, hit them up on social media. Follow what they do and what they bring to the table um, big, big fans of, of what they're doing and, and growing that series. It's just really good content, really good races right now. Indian Motorcycle, speaking of the Indian Challenger, since 1901, Indian Motorcycle has been the choice of riders, has been the motorcycle choice of riders who make their own rules. Check out a local dealership near you and see what they have to offer their line of motorcycles. Go, go demo uh, Indian Challenger, go check out the FTR, the Scout. They have a lot of really cool motorcycles 
I I'm a big, big fan of that Indian challenger. That thing's rad. So make sure you check them out, go find a dealership. They also support the American flat track series and obviously the Moto America series with it, with the bagger racing. Um, so Indian's doing a lot for this, for the sport and the industry. And we appreciate them supporting our podcast. Jerry Stinchfield makes, makes flat track go, go around every, every week. We appreciate Jerry for what he does for the podcast. He's in the commercial and industrial roofing company with nearly four years of experience. Check out his website, commercialroofsystems.net. Dunlop Motorcycle Tires. Check, their, check out their website, dunlopmotorcycletires.com. We did another giveaway on our social medias. We gave away a set of tires. So Dunlop supporting us, supporting you guys through our podcast and supporting the industry. So check them out, DT3, DT4, the new and improved DT4. Get some new rubber on your steeds, hit up Dunlop and get your tires. AIM Sports, data, the world leader in data acquisition. Make sure you check them out on social media. The Solo 2 and Solo 2 DL are the two products I recommend. If you have any questions on their on what they have to offer in their products, hit me up, shoot me a message, hit us up on the tank slapping pages, GPS lap timer, a lot of great, a lot of great stuff for your motorcycle and really easy to hook up, um, really easy to get get it dialed in on your race bike, your practice bike, go-karts, race cars, all kinds of stuff. And also Tommy Hanum at Hanum's Harley-Davidson, Media Pennsylvania with over 65 years in business. Check out their website at hanumshd.com, your Harley parts, motor clothes. If you, if you hit me up and you, you're interested in something that they might have, I'll, I'll put in a good word for Tommy. Maybe I'll sling you guys a discount. <laughs> um, but hit them up um, on Instagram and Facebook as well. We appreciate it. Hey, I'm Harley Davidson for supporting our podcast. Um, we have some races coming up. We're, we're partnered with Western Ohio Motorsports. They do a lot of really cool races in Ohio. Make sure you put August 27th on your calendar. It's the Dark County Fairgrounds in Greenville, Ohio. Follow them on Facebook for more information. We're quite a ways away, about a month and a couple of weeks, but Western Ohio Motorsports, Greenville, Ohio, August 27th. And the next day, actually, you can mosey on over to Bloomington, Indiana, the RTR Motorplex. I've been promoting this race for months now. It's the Mad Dog Madness, Monroe County Fairgrounds, August 28th. Check out their website, rtrmotorplex.com. So, yeah, we have some really cool races coming up. The Coin Mile this weekend. Excited to get back out to the Coin. It's a really iconic racetrack. And, um, yeah, it should be good. It's the first mile on the schedule this year. We're actually going to have – you know, decent amount of drafting and things like that. So it'd be cool to see who's got the fast steeds, where everybody stacks up on the miles. And yeah, the coin will be good. Um, I'll talk a little bit later on the show. We got amateur nationals coming coming up as well. So we'll we'll talk about that. Um, that's this weekend. Um, kind of around the the coin mile. They have the actually I'm recording right now on Wednesday night. They're racing the mile tomorrow. They're racing the TT on Friday. Pro race is Saturday. Oh, shit. I think the short track is Sunday. And then the half mile is Monday. That could be way wrong. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Amateur Nationals is the greatest week of the year for these amateur riders to go out and, and see what they got. So we'll, we'll talk about that after we chat with Mickey. Um, and I wanted to touch upon something else, too, that came out just, uh, I guess it was last week, regarding the some new rules. <laughs> mid-season rule changes man it's uh it's crazy so um yeah we'll talk about that and then as well i wanted to just give a shout out to the the rotor racing team wazion ohio 
um, this this coming man it's this weekend make sure you check out the rotor racing facebook pages um the jake johnson versus george rotor i guess we'll call it a battle even though rotor's gonna lay it to lay it to jake on the kush on the hog um, but Wazion is is a, is a great event. If you guys are anywhere near Ohio this weekend, check it out. I want to say it's Friday, um, but again, I, I could be wrong. <laughs> I'm not too sure. So check them out and and uh, and go support that race. Let's get Mickey on the line here. I gotta. He's FaceTiming me. He's calling me. Uh, What's this guy doing? He's like he he said he's not not great with technology. So let me just ring him quick. <laughs> and uh and see where we're at with this on the line i got a, a fill-in special guest super special to me and he's a legend on four wheels i know it's kind of got your mind going right now but it's my my grandpa glenn Fitzcharles. pop thanks for coming on hey no problem at all glad to talk to you <laughs> so yeah, typically most of our guests are two-wheel guys, but I've always wanted to kind of get you on the show a little bit and talk about your four-wheel stuff a little bit. And then you're obviously a big American Flat Track fan. So, um, but give give the people listening some insight on how you got started in your car racing career. Uh, I was just a young kid going with my parents to the stock car races and stuff, you know, in a local area here and stuff. And then always seen guys that were my heroes back then, you know, driving uh, stock cars on dirt and asphalt, and everything started changing from asphalt to dirt, and we got into dirt racing. Had, a, had to be 21 years old then in order to do a competing competition with, you know, racing and stuff back then, but now the young kids now are just amazing starting, you know, racing, you know, professional 16, 18, 14 years old, depends what state they're in and stuff, but uh, it's just amazing how everything pro- progress goes on and on and, and things change and if people not associate with, you know, cars or motorcycles, how little things make a big difference in the, in the outset of the, of the races and stuff. It's, it's just amazing. Yeah. Well, what was your first car? Like, you rode modifieds first or what was kind of the, what was the steps you took? Obviously you're, you've done really well in a sprint and, you're in the Sprint Car Hall of Fame in Knoxville, Iowa. But what was, what was the steps you took? Um, what was the first kind of car you you drove? Uh, actually, the first car I drove was a old 1947 uh, Chevy Fleetline sedan with six cylinder and stuff. But everything was like home built and you know bought from junkyards and stuff and upgraded everything. And actually, the first time we raced. And, uh, car and stuff. We ended up winning the heat race, and we had to start last because we never drove before, and uh, ended up getting third over at Hatfield, PA. And then we went to Grandview the next day. We ended up winning the heat race, and the feature was just amazing because I was so determined I wanted to race and stuff, and wanted to build something to see if I was capable of racing before I stuck a lot of money into something. So they were actually then they were called hobby cars. And then, and then as years progressed, you know, it got to be called late models and stuff. They upgraded more with the six cylinders and stuff. And then, you know, as time went on, they went to a small V8 motor and stuff. But uh, then we, after we left the hobby cars, uh, we ran them for uh, two years and then got into the sportsman's for 302 cubic inch motors and coupes and sedans and stuff like that. And 
just to get the learning process of the speed and the handling and you know, the driving technique of it and stuff. I mean, everybody, you know, looks sits in the stands and you should do this. It's a big difference getting in behind the seat of stand, but you would know, you know, to ride a motorcycle. I mean, the motorcycles and stuff, some of the shows that I've been to and stuff on the miles and the half miles and short tracks are just phenomenal how the riders and stuff, you know, I think after so many years or laps on, you know, on the motorcycles or cars, you're automatically, you know, what to expect when somebody does something in front of you just to react without thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. A lot of it's instincts. I mean, that's, that's something that can't be taught. You sort of get with experience, but, um, so yeah, then, so basically I was going to ask, when did you know you actually had a talent, you know, behind the wheel of a car, but I mean, you won, you won your second race. So obviously it came pretty natural. Um, and then you, you had a, like, you had a really good career in sprint cars. You, um, I know in the year I was born in 1987, talk about that year a little bit, you know, you raced uh, URC, which is like a local, um, it's like a Northeast, pretty, pretty popular, um, sprint car division in the Northeast with a lot of really good drivers. And you won, what was it? 20, 21 races, or I, I forget the number, but you won a, a shit ton of races that year. And for people listening in, in the series that my pop raced, when you won the next week, you started 12th, correct. And then, um, you had to keep doing that. And you, you won like six races in a row, right. Starting from 12th and getting back up to the front. So talk about that, that year a little bit. Uh, yeah, that was a, one, of them, one of them years you always think about it, wish you could have, because seeing uh, other drivers, you know, Dave Kelly had phenomenal years, I think with 18 or so wins, 17 or 18 wins in a year. And I thought, man, that's just phenomenal. And we ended up winning 21 races out of 34 races that year. And uh, each week, if you won, you had to start, you know, you could start no further front than 12th. So to come back up through, and I think we won eight or nine races in a row. And we were down in Carolinas that weekend and we didn't have uh, enough tires. And we, I guess like the last two laps, we got passed for the winner. We would have had the most consecutive wins in a row. And it's just one of them years where everything went right. And, you know, it was supposed to be. And uh, I always say, you know, your races are one in the garage and your maintenance and stuff. You can tell guys that work on their cars or motorcycles that finish every week after, after, after race and stuff. And, uh, I think there is, you know, we had a good crew and stuff. My, my son and, uh, you know, your uncle Glenn for stretch was like crew stretch. chief with us and my nephews and stuff come down every week, night after night working on a car. And like I say, just the maintenance and stuff and upkeeping, and having a good sponsors and stuff. And, uh, I think that there's, you know, main thing there, just having, you know, a good work, or work program. We kept records of every torsion bar shocks, how many laps are running on everything and cup upgrade on, uh, what the weather conditions were and what track they were. I mean, we kept nose of everything. So we went back again. We could fall. If it wasn't going right, we could fall back on the notes and change the car back again like that. But, you know, relative, to the motorcycles and, and the sprint cars and even the big block modifieds that we won the Flemington Championship with the modifieds and East Windsor Speedway and then the New Jersey State Championships two years in a row. It's really one of the places where you got to finish every race because 
the points were so close together, you know, they didn't give you a big breakdown and stuff. So to be consistent week after week after week, it just uh, it pays off at the end and stuff. So we had some really great years and stuff, racing and stuff. I met some really, you know, wonderful people and stuff. And still nowadays when we go uh, with the street rides and shows and stuff, they see your name on the car, they come over and talk to you and start reminiscing about this race or that race. And, you know, it really makes you feel good that, you know, you're not forgotten for the entertainment you put on for them and stuff. But like I say, we were there every week, you know, to win races and stuff. But the main thing was to finish, you know, up in the top five or something like that. So we we had really a good career, you know, for all the year. We did it for 34 years. We just sportsmen modified to big block modifies and in the sprint cars. And then with the 410 sprint cars at uh, Williams Grove and Port Royal, which you're going to get to race at in two weeks. So, it's going to be, you know, really exciting for me to go back and watch them, watch you on the uh, track that I ran the sprint cars on with the motorcycles. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you did some World of Outlaw races, and you got the race, you know, you've raced some really fast guys like Doug Wolfgang and Steve Kinzer, and, and uh, you know, what, what was your – I know you did some Outlaw stuff, but what was the difference in – the competition from running, you know, the URC and the, and the, the four tens in Pennsylvania to the outlaw, the outlaw stuff. Like what was that? What was that biggest difference? I think with the URC was like the 360 motor, 366 uh, cubic inch motors were smaller and there's cast iron blocks. And then with the outlaws in central PA, it was the 410 motors with the aluminum motors and, uh, those guys, you know, they drove for a living, which, you know, I worked every day of the week. And then the weekends, I was like a weekend warrior to go to try to run against them. But it gave me a lot of experience to see how they go about racing professionally, which I wish I would have been able to do. But like I say, having to start so late in life, you know, 21 years old to start racing and try to get moving up through and getting each class and being able to compete without wrecking and things. Cause uh, that was the biggest thing, like to try to run, learn how to run fast but smooth, without you know making contact and stuff. So, but with the outlaws and stuff, them guys run five, six nights a week, every you know night of the weekend stuff they were. So they're, I mean, they, they were really good. Steve and Doug Wolfgang and stuff. I really, I watched them race and stuff just to see what they did, because they were so fast and so smooth that they're, you know what they did and stuff. And a bunch of other drivers too were really fast, you know. Uh, Freddie Raymer locally here and stuff, you know, had won n- numerous championships and stuff, you know, and big races and stuff against the outlaws. So, you know, it, it was a, uh, I watched the races, but more I was watching what they did and where they raced on the racetrack and stuff to get an idea of what we had to do. But I enjoyed it. I mean, just the racing part of it and, you know, getting good, you know, wins and stuff that we had. And I really, people don't realize it, to admire, the guys that come week after week after week and qualify and don't win a heat race or don't win a feature, they're the guys that are really, you know, uh, dedicated to the sport of racing. If it's motorcycles or, or sprint cars or whatever it is, that they come back week after week and, you know, don't have a chance to win or don't get an opportunity to win. I really, I really feel sorry for some of them guys, but, you know, they're really dedicated to come back week after week like that. Well, you're obviously a big American flat track fan. You come to, man, I, I pretty much tell people you guys come to every race 
east of the Mississippi River. So you guys, you know, you you come to a lot of events and obviously you come to watch Shane and me race, but you like you really enjoy the sport of flat track motorcycle racing. What 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 is that reason aside from obviously your your grandkids racing it? Like what what draws you to the uh the excitement of flat track and what does it kind of bring that that's different from sprint car racing? I think just the close competition, the timings are so close together. I mean, a couple of hundreds of a thousandth that make the difference from 15th or 20th to first, second, or third, that the competitions are so close together. And to race that fast, you know, with a pair of leathers on, a helmet, and a steel shoe, you know, you, you've got to trust each other's uh, judgment and stuff and the you know, capability of riding them things. You know, as fast as you're going, especially on a mile track to Springfield and stuff, you know, the mile tracks. And then now this week, the coin's going to be exciting because, you know, everybody really, they usually get good crowds and stuff at the mile tracks that people usually go to them for the competition and the speeds and stuff. But it was just first time I really started going I, with your dad a couple races and stuff when he raced in the old bus. I still remember races there and stuff. I had good time with him and stuff all the time. And, like I say, just to see you going racing, you and Shannon and Briar, you know, doing so good with with the Super Twins and stuff, and you with Production Twins and stuff, and just a competition overall. People don't realize, you know, you say, well, where are you time? Yeah, you time till twelfth. Well, they don't realize it's only a couple hundreds of a thousands from first, second, or top, you know, top five. At the timing, is so close together. I mean, just a, I can't believe. That when the guy's in front makes a little bobble, that they lose so much time where it takes the guy to, to catch back up again in three or four laps just to catch back up again and then try to get the guy set up again to pass him. It's, it was just, it just mind-boggling. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, It's uh, everything happens quick. You, you make a mistake and you're, you're first to fifth. So, um yeah, no doubt. I what I've never really asked you. What do you enjoy watching more? Do you like watching the singles class? Do you like watching the twins? Um, what what is what do you prefer to see? I actually, you know, racing a race is race. I mean, I like to watch them all. Just a competition of each class for each rider has a different uh, class of riding and stuff, and different t- techniques of riding and stuff, and how they you know enter the corners and stuff like that, and. Uh, how they, you know, pass guys and stuff, set them up to get them set up. Because you can see, you know, what the guy's doing in the back that he's going to do to counteract and pass the guy in front of him and stuff. And like I say, all three classes, they put on really good shows and stuff. I, you know, kind of wish they, you know, have more of the production twin races on. They just have a blip, blip, and that's over. I mean, I'm glad that you're winning and you're having good finishes like you are. And sometimes I kind of wish I was, young again he tried the motorcycles i tried everything else (laughs) (laughs) uh well you talk about the different riding styles if you had to if if somebody hasn't gone to the races if they asked you to describe the riding style of like briar what would you what would you say his riding style is like uh kind of wild and smooth he's wild but he's smooth and he changes he's looking for the the fast part of racetrack, I think, all the time. He doesn't stay on one groove all the time, and I think he searches around on the racetrack, which is really good to find the fast line and stuff. Because uh, this year and stuff, I think more guys got more used to the Indians 
and the setups and stuff. And, I mean, it's, it's tough in all classes. All three classes are really tough to, you know, like I say, with the timing is so close together and the uh, bikes are so equal together and stuff. It's a matter of, you know, what setups you get in, in uh, on the shocks and springs like that. I think that's the whole deal there is uh, just getting the right set. Because, like I said, when we ran URC, if the car wasn't quite right, I could make adjustments driving, but running with the Central PA or the World Outlaws, you had to get the chassis set right. Because if you're off a little bit, I mean, you could drive as hard as you want, as hard as you want, lap after lap, and you still wouldn't go nowhere. I mean, you had to have the chassis working so you could, you know, work the car and stuff. Because the one night we started up front, and we ended up getting going back to 12th. And the guy says, what happened? I said, do you know how hard I drove to get back to 12th? <laughs> yeah. I was driving like really hard as I could, and I didn't go no further. And then we made a little <laughs> bit of changes. The next race came back and won the thing. That just just yeah. how much difference it makes. Yeah. Well, what would you say about Shayna? How would you describe her riding style to somebody that that would ask? I yeah. You know, the only thing like everybody knows, she's just hard on the TT. She just can't. It's not just muscular enough to manhandle. You know the bikes around them TTs and stuff and. I don't think she's real happy getting you know twenty thirty feet in the air, you know like that there. <laughs> but I think, I think she's more mentally races and stuff. She uses her head more. Where if the opportunity's there, she's going to take the, the, the chance and pass and go. But she's not going to, you know, jeopardize herself or the other riders and stuff, make a daring move and not be able to control the bike. Yeah. Uh, last one. What about me? What's what's my riding style, Pop? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh you're you're like i say this year and in, in past and stuff your the whole shots of stuff you're getting are really awesome uh scotty duver can't get over too he called you a whole shot king and stuff but you really get off the lines really good i don't know what you're doing to get off of them but the one time a couple of times already i thought you jumped the light because you were so far out in front but the uh, riding style it seems like the longer the race is the stronger you get I don't know if yeah. it's just a physical workout and stuff that I know you do day after day after day. I mean, just watching you going and riding 30, 40 miles a day and, you know, work out at home and stuff and trying to keep up with crews, that there probably yeah. keeps you in shape more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we went to a, a little theme park near my house this afternoon. And, and then tonight I went and rode my bicycle, and I think it was more of a workout running around the amusement park chasing him than it was doing my bicycle ride tonight. So, um, uh, a couple more questions. I'll let you, I'll let you get, you're probably ready for bed, but, uh, what's your favorite track to, to watch flat track? What, what do you like? Do you like the miles? Do you like Williams Grove, Port Royal? Do you like the cushions? What, what's your favorite to watch? Uh, I, I tell you really, I enjoy all of them. Of course, like it's just for me, <laughs> to see the competition so close together and stuff. I mean, the Lima, you know, uh, half mile out there and stuff is, is exciting and stuff, and the passing and stuff like that. And uh, the mile tracks and stuff, it's more like high speed and, and drafting and stuff like there. I think that there's is, is more of a, I think more mentally challenging on the mile tracks and, and then the short tracks because the short tracks you're so busy you just got to do. It. You can't think about it. You know, you just got to react and, and do it on the short tracks like that. But I, you mm -hmm. know, I just love I just love racing. You know, motorcycles, cars, or or whatever. You know, I just the competition 
and watching the competitors compete against each other cleanly. I mean, ride hard or drive hard or ride hard. It's just it's just the whole thing of this making a sport as good as it is. What bike would you flat track? Like if somebody offered you to ride a flat track bike, they said, pick any bike you want. What bike would you want to go out and ride? Uh, I'll take Briars for the Super Twins, but I think I start out with yours is a little bit more comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> not not like an XR750 or something like that? You'd want to ride a modern bike? Yeah, I, I think so. Like that. Yeah, I wouldn't want to ride one of the, uh, the older bikes. I, I remember as a young kid, I went with my uncle to Langhorn. I was only maybe eight or nine, and he was really a big Indian rider back then he worked at an indian shop and rode indians all the time before he had to go into the military but uh, we were down there and stuff and to see them guys ride them old indians and rigid ride bikes and stuff i mean they were brutal and stuff to see them when they come in off the track at, at langhorn the pit crew had to grab them and, and catch them and actually pick them off the motorcycles they were so stiffed on there for, for 100 miles it's just unbelievable I, I couldn't believe it as a young kid and i said I said, Uncle Lou, you tell me they're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I look at uh, I look at old bikes that they used to race without brakes, and the handlebars mm. were all goofy. And I don't know how people rode. I don't know how they drove or rode what you guys rode back in the day, man. Like, um, it's crazy. Even the last ten years, just like the technology we have, it's it's crazy to think about. Like fuel injected and carburetors anything with a carburetor is kind of like vintagey at this point um you know every lj tunes our bikes on the computer like he whips out a computer and adds more engine braking or uh, it's just crazy um just how things are and it's crazy to think about where things will be in 20 years from now like what what the hell are we gonna be racing in 20 years <laughs> so it's uh it's crazy to think about but um no, I, I pray. I don't, I don't know what else to ask you, man. I know it's, it's getting late, but, uh, appreciate you coming on and chatting. I know a lot of people wanted it, wanted, wanted to hear from you. So, uh, I, I guess I have one more question. Well, who, who's your favorite all time favorite, like driver? Like who was your kind of driving hero growing up? Uh, well, I actually had two guys that I really looked up to with the, uh, Indy cars and NASCAR too. And that was, uh, Foyt. AJ and Mario Andretti. Because anything they seemed to get into, they were fast, they were winners, and they were, you know, I don't know, I would say, uh, they were just professionals. I mean, they whatever they got into, they, you know, really did good. I mean, they won races, championships, and everything they got into, they were championship drivers. I mean, just, just amazing. I mean, it's almost like Carl Larson. You know, getting in, in in sprint cars or midgets and winning, and then in the NASCAR, like he's doing, he's just like sort of like Foyt and Andretti were. No matter what they set their butt in, they were fast and and winners in. Yeah, yeah. I don't know much. I mean, I know I know the names, those guys, obviously, but I didn't get to watch them too much. But Kyle Larson, he's a badass. He he yeah. He went every time I turn on the news, the racing news, he's won something. Um, so yeah, it's pretty crazy yeah. what he's doing but it's crazy yeah i just seen tonight i was looking on the uh, thing here and stuff and i seen that uh hendrix just signed him to another two-year contract he's up 
got to, uh, till 2023 now. He's got oh, a, wow. Yeah, with Hendricks and stuff. So I was really glad to see him get with Dan. Was, I knew if he got into a really good car, he could start winning some races. And he's been kicking butt this year for sure. Yeah. Yeah, well... Appreciate you coming on, Pop. I'll uh, I'll see you a couple days, right? I'll see you out out in Illinois. I hope so. Yes, sir. Hope it stays nice out there. <laughs> I seen they were showing they had the track prepping and stuff, raiding and getting it worked in and stuff. So I'm hoping it stays nice out there. You guys can get the races in. Yeah, we'll be good. We'll be good. But drive safe out there, man. And I love you. And thanks for everything you do for me. I appreciate it. Uh, okay, buddy. Love you too. All right. See you, Pop. Yeah. That's my pop. What can, what can I say, man? That guy is uh honestly the, the the my favorite person in life probably. Like he is awesome. Um love talking to him. Just you mo- most of the people listening, you've you've met Pop. Like you've come to the track, you've you've talked to him, you've traveled with him. He's uh he's been coming to our, all these races for a long time. He's really supported Shane and I and yeah, he's, he's my, that's my best friend. That's my guy right there. So, uh, appreciate him coming on and, um, filling in Mickey Faye couldn't figure out, he couldn't figure out the, uh, the, the zoom thing. We were having some, some tech issues. So we got, we got pop on the line. So yeah, it was, a, it was really good. It was a good show. Hope you guys enjoyed that a little bit, something a little different. Um, I did want to bring up, like I talked about it beginning of the show, but yeah, rule changes for, for American flat track. And I don't even know, golly, I should probably have, uh, should probably have looked this up before I got all into it, but the rule changes for, um, they've changed the rules for the Indians, um, mid season rule change, which is questionable really. Um, I, uh, I don't like rule changes being changed middle of the season. I don't care what the rules are. Uh, I have a really hard time with uh with the rules getting changed mid-season um that's just that's a tough one for these privateer teams to to get the rules changed you know it's it's okay for like the big the big teams like they can afford the budget they have the budget's one thing but having the time to i mean a lot of these guys they have full-time jobs um so for somebody like I don't know, let's say like a Bronson Bauman right now, he's a privateer or Davis Fisher, the guys that are working on the bikes week after week, it's tough for, for them to, to, um, to, to make these changes. But anyway, so um, the Indian FTR, it must be fitted. Um, sorry here. The, so the flywheel, uh, I, I guess they changed the flywheel weight. Uh, I don't know the, the extent of, what it was but anyway they they changed around the flywheel so the weight has been modified from what you could originally have which was already changed prior to this year um they're trying to bring that that um like the the, pretty much you have to run the base flywheel so you can't run the heavier flywheels on those bikes um the minimum weight i think changed and the rear wheel assembly so you got to add weight to the bike, but you got to take we, uh, weight off of the rear wheel. So I think the rear wheel weight in Super Twins, it was 42 pounds, 42 or 43 pounds. And now the, the Indians have to run 35 pound. Um, you can't be heavier than 35 pounds. So nothing major rule, rule wise. Um, but 
you know, some of these guys might have to get different wheels, buy different wheels mid season. You know, some guys you're going to have to, you can't just throw weight on a bike um, in a safe way and, and go race, you know, on a mile. So you got to find time to successfully add weight to the motorcycle in an effective way. Um, and it comes, comes down to budget. It comes down to finding the time to do it. And you know, the, the idea is to get the, the Yamaha and the, the Harley, I guess, closer with the Indian, but it's tough. It's just, it's just tough for me to, to see rule changes mid season. I'm like, I, I speak my mind on this show a hundred percent. I just, I just, it's tough. I don't like seeing rule changes mid season, you know? So, um, and I don't have the knowledge of what needs to be done. Like, will it make a big difference. Not really. I mean, good riders are good riders are going to figure it out, but it's just kind of an annoying thing where you have, you know, like I said, guys might have to buy new rear, new rear wheels. They ain't fucking cheap. So um, I would have waited until the end of the season and reevaluated, reevaluated what was going on. Cause they already, the Harleys and the Yamahas that we, they can run, uh, not we production twins camp, but the, um, the super twins guys, they can run traction control. They can run twingled engines. So they already have, you know, they've already made some, some changes to get those bikes closer and it's made a difference like JD and, and even Colby, they've been riding a lot better. Um, James is struggling a little bit. I don't know what's going on with the Harley. I, I thought James would be a lot better this year. Um, I know when you start a, start the season coming off an injury, like he did, that's so underrated how, how hard it is to miss, you know, your winter training and to go into the season, basically right out, right off the couch it's hard to make that up, make that it's, you see it in motocross too, guys that come back mid season and they're not up to par. Um, it's, it's tough. So, um, so I don't know what's going on with James. I hope he, hope he figures it out and, and starts doing well. I'm a, I'm a fan of James and, uh, and their team, they, they do a really good job and, and James is a gamer. So I, I think they'll figure it out, but yeah, I just wanted to touch upon those rules a little bit. Uh, I wanted to get an, another guest on the pod. Um, some everybody loves this guy. I don't. I don't know why. I, I don't know what 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 the scoop is. But big Noah Chambers job on the line right now. Noah, what's up? What's going on, man? Ah, uh, just doing a, a little mi- mix t- tonight on the show. Uh, the guest I was gonna have, he couldn't figure out. Uh, well, we we're having some tech tech issues with the with his cell phone. So I had to call in a replacement guest, um, and I had I had Pop on the show, man. I had my Pop up. So, oh yeah, yeah. We t- we talked uh, sprint cars and flat track, and yeah. So uh, probably woke yeah, him no, up. No, I mean, hey, I mean, he's a bad dude. I mean, you know, when it comes to sprint car racing, he's uh he's definitely accomplished quite a bit. So, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, if you're a fan of motorcycle racing, any kind of racing really is interesting you know what i mean no no one of one discipline doesn't like another one so well i was gonna say who doesn't love sprint car racing though like exactly i mean if you race if you race flat track if you've been down to uh you know uh daytona for you know volusia and all that and and you haven't gone to like the world of outlaw of that volusia um i highly recommend doing that because it's it's pretty badass i mean i've i remember we went down to one time a couple years ago and uh it's sweet, man. It's it's impressive how fast some guys go around that track. It's scary. It's like holy shit, they're flying like uh, it is, dude. And... It's, um, it is. It's fucking aggressive, man. It's it's gnarly. 
Yeah, like the open wheels and how close they get to one another. And uh, it's uh, it, 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 yeah, if you haven't seen, that's probably like what I would recommend. After Flat Track, obviously I'm a little biased, but if you want to go for like the sights and the sounds and just like have your jaw dropped when you get there, sprint car racing is is that sport for me. It's like, holy shit. For sure. No, Remember we walked in, everybody had goggles on and we're like, why are they wearing goggles? These guys are idiots. Like safety goggles and yeah. shit. And then we're standing in the corner and we like had to back away 50 feet because the, the dirt from the cars just were hammering <laughs> knocking you over. oh absolutely dude I, them, them things they come in at those corners so fast and like with so much force if you're if you're anywhere close to the fence you're gonna get hit with dirt and from like a fan aspect um it's a pretty cool vibe dude like they got the pits wide open you can literally walk like right <laughs> up to these teams and, and you can like, jump in their car if you, you want like to. you can walk up and like hold a damn wrench for them if you want like it's <laughs> like it's pretty it's pretty cool dude yeah, I don't know how they get away with that stuff, to be honest. But it's it's hilarious. I don't either. I don't know how people don't get run over. I don't. I don't. I don't get it. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty serious. Yeah. Well, you did Southwick over the weekend. I was, I tuned in. Yet you were your times were so good. The first session out, they were stout. I was like, oh shit, he's right up in there. So uh, Southwick, man, what are you, sand rider or what? Not why, well, you know, dude, I, um, I do, I do like riding in the sand. Um, but I like that track just in general, you know what I mean? It was, uh, I was really looking forward to going to Southwick over, over the other rounds. Well, you know, over the previous round, I should say Red Bud. Um, Southwick, I've been there before, um, for a few, for a few different events and I knew more people up there and, uh, I don't know, for some reason I was just really looking forward to it. It's kind of that. It's kind of it's the type of track where it's not necessarily any big big gnarly jumps, but um, you just kind of hold it pinned and yeah, just get back on the bike and stay on the gas, man. Get out fun and and, and make it happen. So yeah, I you know I had I had some good times and uh, I think you know I think they I think they could have been a little bit better. I I could have done more stuff on on my part, but it's tough, man. I mean, you know it's it's hard for me to explain to someone, you know like. I work all day long. People, oh, what are you doing this weekend? I'm like, oh, I'm going racing. And they're like, oh, you're going to win this weekend? <laughs> no, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. But, uh, <laughs> you know, hopefully it goes well. They, people, a lot of people just don't understand, understand how uh, how serious it is there, man. Like, I mean, there's guys that are qualifying behind me, guys that are qualifying right in front of me that are still not getting in the show that, that you know, live down at, training facilities full time i mean it's like dude people it's it's real deal you know i'm out there you know and even like equipment wise people that are not making it in the show they have thirty thousand dollar motors and and ten thousand dollars suspension and and so on so you know like um i don't know i was pumped on it man like i i it could have been better for me you know but i didn't feel like i you know, left everything I had out there. So it gives me something to work forward to, you know, toward, you know, Dilla and Bud's Creek and stuff like that. So. No, it was, um, it was definitely, yeah, I was going to say it was some steps in the right direction. Like, yeah, you definitely improved from, from Red Bud. And that's all you can ask for is, is uh, improvement. Like you don't want to start fading back. You want to charge forward. And I thought that was, uh, I agree. 
a solid weekend for you. I wanted to tell a story too, for people listening, like we're big Rusty Rogers fans on this show. We've had him on, we talk about him quite a bit. And Noah, so Noah, Noah's, oh, so Rusty's son, um, he started racing pro a couple of races ago. Like he's a pro moto rider, uh, Rusty Rogers, his name's Corey. And you've known Corey for a while and you've talked to his dad and you know who you you know we've talked about Rusty, but you never put two I knew and two the together. Correct. So I knew the name from you. Like I can remember, even even before the podcast was a thing, even before this whole thing was even a show, you just being like, dude, like, oh, Rusty Rogers, the most badass racer ever, like my favorite. He's like, and then you would always pull up that one video of him, like when I don't know what race it was, but he wins. And his podium interview is just awesome. He's got like this big mullet and it's just phenomenal. And I'm like, hell yeah. I, now I know why you like Rusty Rogers so much. And I actually, so I saw Rusty, obviously I've known of, you know, I've, I've known this guy. I just thought it was this kid Corey's dad. You know, I didn't know who, I didn't know it was Rusty Rogers. So I saw him this weekend at Redbud down on the gate for the last chance qualifier. And I said, I said, Rusty Rogers. And he just looks at me and I'm like, man, I didn't know you were Rusty Rogers. <laughs> I, said, I, just, I said I figured you were just Corey's dad and I just like laughed and he was laughing and we just kind of like walked away but man it was it's funny I'll have to get a picture of him uh me of me and him together for for the uh oh, social man. media on the podcast Dude, that would know. blow up that'd be so good yeah you're I never telling him like bro you're like Corey Rogers dad that's his name that's Rusty like the Rusty I'm like yeah that's Rusty he's like really the big guy I'm like yeah like that's that's the guy man like it's, it's so good I saw he like finished one spot behind you in the uh the last chance or something like you guys finished pretty close together yeah Corey um me me, me and Corey Rogers are pretty I mean we've had some good races dude like we did we even we even raced against each other at a couple mama races um, like, which is like the local series around here earlier this year. And we, we had some pretty good battles, man. His, his boy's a good rider. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I enjoy racing him. He races, races good and clean. And, and, you know, I, I would consider him somewhat of a friend off the track. So it's, um, we, you know, we have respect for each other when, when we're out there racing. So who, uh, who don't it's, you like uh, racing? Cool. I've never asked you that. Like, who's your, who's your moto rival? Like, uh, like um dude austin forkner no you know obviously like them them dudes like those guys are on another a guy like austin forkner is on another level so uh me someone that i like like don't enjoy racing or like i don't know like i don't really come on it's tank slapping dude let's get the dirt if you want i mean it's I don't know. You know, <laughs> you got a name on your tongue. No, nobody knows Someone who it that is. I raced, like another local pro that I raced against that I like, I hate to hate to like race and get beat by. I hate to get beat by. Um, man, I don't know. Probably. Holy fuck! I'm dude. trying to think. Can I, call, can I call me on guard with it? I know. Call, that's what what we do? I don't know. My, but is this one? My one. I don't know, man. My one buddy. Uh, he's. Kind, I guess he's kind of a friend. I mean, this kid Austin. I mean, 
I'm not, I'm not like, <laughs> anyway, we used to be good friends and then, you know, here, you know, a couple things happen here and there, but you know, he's a pro and he's, he's a good rider. So, you know, we're pretty close in speed and, and when we, when we race against each other, it's usually like, it gets pretty, uh, we're out for blood, but. What, he steal your chick or now. something back in the day or? No. <laughs> He did, didn't no, he? but but you know, like there's a there's a couple of different things, but um, but he doesn't. I don't. I'll be honest. I don't race against him much. He he doesn't. He doesn't. You know. And yeah. So it's. I'm trying to think someone that I can. You know, what about call What about uh? What about uh, Briar? This, this, this kid Chris. This kid Chris Moore. This one kid Chris Moore. If you look at his time, he qualified. I think 38th or 39th at um at southwick and uh he's pretty like he's i would call him i would consider him like a friend um what are you just friends with everybody dude is this fucking hold hands and no but sing songs hour or what i don't like to be i don't like to be near him on a track he's fucking to me he sketches me the fuck out like he's always all over the place so i'm like stay away from me dude like as bad as that, as bad as the first time you followed followed me on the motor track. <laughs> worse than that because because you know he we're going pretty fast and he's like going all he's hitting all the big jumps all sketchy like you might be getting sketchy but like it, you know you're not gonna try to bust out a hundred ten foot triple you know it's all sketched out like you got some common sense you know yeah somewhere in there yeah. Yeah, I mean you and Briar, you and you and Briar talk a lot of shit when it comes to the farm track. So I didn't know you guys were Briar. Yeah, Briar. Briar is a very talented racer, but uh, when it comes to the farm track, he you know he doesn't want this smoke. So that's just the way it is. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want the title. No, I keep telling him to bring the title out. You know, it doesn't matter which one. Just just bring one of them so I can take it. But bring the number one yeah, plate. What he and, likes to do and lay it on the table. He likes to uh, he likes to get there early, putting his motos. By the time I get out of the gas station, you know he uh, <laughs> he's he's usually already packed up and, and heading out as I'm pulling in. Can you imagine if like somehow we talked AFT into like letting Briar put the number one one plate up for grabs, and, and like the who like you and him do a match race at the farm, and if you beat if you beat him, then you get to run the number one AFT the following year. <laughs> <laughs> rules are rules he put it up and, i was you know. um i saw dude I, I gotta i gotta put an interesting story for you tonight so i went to bud's creek today get some practice for the national and um coming home i stopped by this little bar hilltop obviously you know you guys have heard me stopping in there before stopped in the grass on the eat a couple times wednesday nights you know usually a bunch of kids i went to school with to go out there so i poked in and uh because it's on the way home and um <laughs> I ran into this guy, and he's like, you know, it's kind of like a biker bar. A lot of Harleys here and shit like that. And the guy's like, yeah, he's like, you know, I'm uh, I'm getting ready to go after Sturgis. And I'm like, oh, yeah? He's like, yeah. I'm like, you going uh, to watch any motorcycle racing out there, you know, any AFP shit? And he's like, I'd like to, you know. He's like, I, uh, he's like I've done some custom painting for some of them boys. I'm like, oh, yeah, like who? He's like, you know Ryan Vaughn? I'm like, oh. I'm like, of course I know Ryan Vaughn. 
So this guy apparently like has painted all his tanks, all his gas tanks, a couple of his bull taco tanks for I guess his pop Kevin and <laughs> but yeah, I ran into him here he's here drinking beers, dude, getting after it. Rode his Harley here and Golly. I'm like, damn man, small world. You need to hop on the back of his sportster and go out to Sturgis with him, dude. Dude. If I'm going to Sturgis, I'm fucking racing. That's it. You would love Sturgis. It's probably my favorite trip of the year. I uh where is Sturgis? It's in South Dakota. What do you mean? South Dakota. Okay. It's like western South Dakota. It's like 30 minutes from Wyoming. It's far. But it's it's a haul out there. Yeah, it's it's really cool. It's uh I like it better maybe than I'll, Daytona. Maybe if you had if you had like a Harley street bike, maybe I'd just ride it out there. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely don't. I definitely don't. We could do that one year, maybe. That would suck. Can you imagine riding that far on a bike? I don't think I could do it. I don't know how guys do it. Guys ride. How long would it take? It's a it's a twenty four hour drive. So how many hours a day could you ride on a fucking hard? You think you think you think about a bicycle, dude? We bicycled what six seven hours a day for six days straight in Florida. It was more than it can't yeah. be worse than that. Come on, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. You know I me, mean? I'm such a chick. I'm such a chick magnet. I just be poking in every little local bar, picking up all the all the hotties. So <laughs> it'd be it'd be a breeze, dude. I would think the max I could do on a bike like that would be eight hours a day. I don't think I could do any longer. So three days, but that's such a long time to go that that far. It's not that. <sighs> it's just get a sidecar, and then we'll just take naps. Like I'll take a nap and you drive. And then, and then. Uh, but those things are like effortless though, because there's no balance. I would I'd probably fall asleep at the wheel or fall asleep at the bars. <laughs> or we'd roll it because you'd I, wake up. You'd you'd hear that you'd hear that rumble strip alarm clock, and you'd wake up and I'd be passed out at the bars. Oh man, now I really want to. Reaching over trying to grab it. Can you imagine us rolling up to the bar in a sidecar? <laughs> <laughs> Oh I'd be God. all banged. I'd be all banged up, or one of us would get all banged up, and it'd be like, "Well, he's driving. I'm just sitting." <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh man! You ever, oh. Speaking of sidecars, you ever seen um? You ever seen those guys over in Europe that race uh like oh. motocross, but like with sidecars? Have I ever? What is wrong with those people? I love it. I think it's they do it in Australia a lot. I've I've said to Max, I'm like, that bro, is, that is like. That is insane. Can you imagine being that guy in a sidecar? I think it's like I, I think you're called the monkey or something. I think it's like the you have the oh, rider. The rag doll? You're you're just the rag doll, right? So when you crash, you just you have no control of where you're turning, right? You just jump off it pretty much. I've seen it. It looks dude, it's it's pretty entertaining. Somebody tagged me yesterday. It is entertaining and I it is it's impressive. I'm impressed by it, but dude, screw that. Talk about yeah. sketchy. Yeah, I don't know who I would. Uh, I mean, I I would I would be the rider. I don't know if I would trust any of you assholes driving me around, and I'd be the sidecar guy. Um, you wouldn't trust me. You wouldn't be a bad pick. I sure as fuck wouldn't get in there with like Briar or Chad or Varns. <laughs> if you got in there with a guy like Chad, there's zero chance of making it out. Yeah, Rusty. You'd be in a pond somewhere, that guy. <laughs> Rusty at the wheel, baby. Uh, somebody tagged me yesterday. It was like, 
people were racing. It was like motorhomes. Like it was a, a truck and a trailer, like a motorhome trailer. They were racing them on like a NASCAR track. Have you ever seen that? No, but man, I'm not like, surprised. It, it was like camper racing. Like I've seen like camper demolition derbies and all, I mean, all kind you, you think about it and it's probably out there. Moped, like, Hot, like scooter racing, less far, like you know, Honda or Yamaha Zumas. Put, they put like knobbies on them and they run them at like moto. Tra- I think Dutchman in Pennsylvania is having one, having one soon. Let's go. I got a Zuma. Which is, it's kind of Shana's. Well, it's, I guess it's both of ours. Well, we could, shit. Maybe, maybe we'll throw some knobbies on there. It's Play souped up. Go, you know, it's got some it berries. Up. It's got a big board kit. It was my dad's. It was fat. It was thing, the thing, run, the thing runs. Damn. I might be a winning ticket. <laughs> Break the damn thing in half, probably, man. God. You racing this weekend? Uh, you know, I'll probably uh I'll probably try to race Sunday at um Max twenty three to the local race. Just get a couple oh, of Oh shit, down. that's my track, baby. I love that place. Yeah, so that's I'll probably cool. race that Sunday, Friday and Saturday. They're having this uh like a motocross for Christ. It's like this like camp they have every year for a bunch of little kids out at Pagoda, and I think I'm gonna go and help out there. I told him I said, if you guys need help, let me know. I uh, they usually get a couple pro trainer guys out there, and they just you know teach instructing kids and stuff like that. So I'll probably go help out Friday and Saturday over Pagoda, and then go race Sunday over at um MX23. Nice, dude. Well, good luck. I'll uh, I'm sure we'll ride next week sometime. Next week's Port Royal next, next weekend. Uh, I know I'll be there, dude. So um, let's go. I don't know what the. Uh, hopefully, it's a big turnout, man. I'm looking forward to seeing some people. It'll be packed. Yeah, Pennsylvania races, uh, AFT are always packed. People show. So yeah, it should be sick. Nice. Well, so, good chat, bro. Next stop for me, man. Next, <laughs> next big stop for me is Loretta Lynn. Oh, that's right. I almost want to go. Yeah, that is if... in two. That's in like two and a half, three weeks. Who's going with you? Well, I think it's just me. Me and uh, I'm just—I'll be honest, dude. I'm driving my van down, and I'm gonna rig up an AC AC unit to put in the window and sleep in this bitch for ten days. Literally, I'm gonna live in my van for ten days. <laughs> That's as privateer as it gets, right there, dude. That's bold strategy, because isn't it like super hot there? <laughs> Yeah, but like like I said, I'll have AC. I'll I'll rig up the AC until it and breaks. I mean, you know, as they have in. they have they have like bathhouse, you know, shower houses and all, all stuff like that. So um, yeah, that's about for a week and and at least try to get some good results, man. Yeah, I'm excited. We'll get you on before then. I uh, definitely want to hear more about Loretta stuff. So um, yeah, dude, thanks for having me on. You know, always a good time. I'll, uh for some reason for some reason that people like hearing from me, I don't get it, man, but. Hey. they do they do yeah it's uh it's wild they I, like i said we should make a a chambers our next tank slap and t-shirt should just be um noah chambers edition or something <laughs> picture, a picture of me all hung over at ocala after i went out with uh, a couple <laughs> of boys <laughs> yes that would probably be, honestly I'd, I'd make me sick how how much how many of those shirts would probably sell i'd be are you kidding me me all me all banged up dude (laughs) (laughs) with celery sticks laying around you Uh, dude oh peg coming over she's trying to give me like celery sticks and rice 
I'm on my deathbed, you know. <laughs> Is he all right? Yeah, good oh, stuff, poor man. baby. It's I'm like, like, I'm like, yeah, he's dude. fine. He's fine. Just let him go. It's all right. Oh, I, love it. I love it. All right, dude. I'll chat you next week. Thanks again. Yeah, man. Talk to you soon. All right. Peace. That turned out to be a pretty good show. Glenn Fitzcharles, a.k.a. Pop, and Noah Chambers. The Chambers chimes in. Talk some rules. Like I said, the coin mile this weekend, amateur nationals. I want to talk about amateur nationals a little bit. Um, excited for that. I have my team CTR elite kids that I sponsor and I have nine kids this year, man. I have nine kids. It's a, uh, it's crazy. Nine that are racing that event. I have two motocross kids. I help out. And then obviously Cruz is, a uh, is the, the in-house team CTR rider. Um, but yeah, I'm pumped actually, actually Cruz, had his first kind of his first race this past uh, Monday um, on his PW 50. It was a local local fair and they had a flat track race for kids and we were going to let him just run his Stasic, but he wanted to ride his PW and he's not four yet. He's still three, but it's an outlaw race. Um, so we decided like they let him go out and practice to see how he would do. And I was like, I don't know, man, I don't want him to hold anybody up. Like, so I held him back. And then I let him go toward the back of the practice group. And then he goes out, he's dive bombing kids, passing them, uh, just did awesome. Like I was, I was pumped. I was like, dude, he's, he looks good. Like he's fast. And then it started to rain. He was chasing down. There's this like pretty good kid on a Cobra. He's probably seven or eight. And Cruz is just on a PW 50 bone stock, knobby tires, has no idea like that. He doesn't really he shouldn't be keeping up with the Cobra, but he's chasing after the kid on the Cobra tucks the front end crashes real hard. It rains out. Um, so we didn't get the race, but, um, but he looked great. He looked awesome. We had a lot of fun. It was cool. Um, Don Mullen guy used to race pro kind of like my local rival over the years. Uh, his kid races now too. And he's pretty quick. His kid, uh, runs around really fast. So, um, there we are, but local district six rivals and both our kids are out there shredding around. It was kind of cool actually. So, um, yeah, so it was good. So amateur nationals, uh, got, you know, some kids that I'm, I'm pumped on, uh, all my kids actually got chase Sathoff, Logan McGrain, Aiden Brown. They're on the four fifties. I got Evan Renshaw and Travis Horn on the two fifties. I got Brody Hansen. Ryder Reese, Budman on the 85s. And I picked up Sydney Wood, uh, Ron Wood's daughter, Budman's sister. She's racing a 50. She's probably the coolest one I have on the team now. And uh, I picked her up on, on my 50cc squad and, and she's racing the 50 class. So um, I think I shouted, I, I forget a kid every time I do this, but yeah, looking forward to the Amateur Nationals. I'll be out there Friday for a little bit and um yeah expect big things at all those kids I'm, I'm excited it's it's cool man the entry numbers are going back up a lot of people are promoting the the event brandon robinson was doing some stuff this year he stepped up and and did an amateur program and helped out some kids and um more people are getting involved i i saw dalton gautier and brandon kitchen and tanner dean and some of those kids are going to be out there helping out different riders and Morgan Mitchler, I think I saw. So that's, that's awesome. That's what we need. We need these pro guys supporting the amateurs and, and, and getting that, that next core of riders ready for the next level. So, 
um, it's a wrap. I think I, I don't think I have much else. I want to make sure we shout out these sponsors that make this show happen week in and week out bell power sports, check out bellhelmets.com, hit them up on social media, top, top of the line helmets, high quality, um, love being a bell rider and love having them supporting our podcast. Yamaha Motorsports and Yamaha Racing. Check out their website at yamahamotorsports.com. Motorcycle ATV, side-by-side, snowmobile, and power products. Moto America, Brainerd, Minnesota, next on the schedule. Check them out, motoamerica.com. Subscribe to that live plus package. Or hell, go go to a race. Go buy tickets. Um, Brainerd, I, I hear, is a really cool racetrack up there in Minnesota, so make sure you support the Moto America series. Indian Motorcycle, check out a local dealer. Go check out a bike. Go demo Good demo and Indian challenger pop some wheelies like Frankie Garcia and, uh, and scoop one of them up. Those bikes are phenomenal. And we appreciate what Indian does for the, the, the whole industry in our podcast, Jerry Stinchfield, commercial roof nearly 40 years of experience. Jerry's got a phenomenal team of people that help make his, his business go around. Um, you know, it, commercial, commercial industrial roofing company. He's, he's the guy. So if you have any questions about that, Hit up Jerry at uh, on uh, social media or on his website, Dunlop Motorcycle Tires. Hit them up on social media. Thank them for supporting our pod and doing giveaways. They, they've been doing giveaways for our show, and we appreciate that. Aim Sports, at Aim Sports Data, Solo 2. I'm telling you guys, get this, get it. It's, it's a game changer. You'll, you'll be like, holy shit, I should have had this months ago, years ago. GPS Lap Timer, the world leader in data acquisition. Hannum's Harley Davidson. If you're anywhere near Media Pennsylvania, check them out. Hannum'sHD.com. 65 years in business. Tommy is a racer. He's one of us. And he does a lot of really cool things for the sport of flat track, as well as supporting amateur riders as well. Hit up our channels. Subscribe, SoundCloud, iTunes. We had some issues with iTunes. I think I got it sorted now. But go on iTunes and make sure you're subscribed to our show. I think we had some people that got unsubscribed. Go on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Subscribe to our channels. It makes a difference. It helps us out. iTunes, take five minutes. If you listen on iTunes, actually take 30 seconds. Go on and leave us an iTunes review. We appreciate that. It helps us get sponsors. It helps our show get found. Um, it, it really does make a difference. So if you listen every week, you enjoy what we do, um, if, you, if you could leave us a review, that'd be, that'd be rad. We appreciate that. And that's all we got. Hopefully Mickey Faye, we can get him dialed in for next week. I just wanted to put a pot out there over the, for, for you guys that um, listen to this weekend and Decoy mile. Hope to see you guys there. Come say hi, wear your tank slapping shirts. I might have some decals to give away if I see them. So that's it. We out.